Let's go, girls. Come on. Well, Brent, I am glad today to continue on with our Junie to Vacation month yes. with the wonderful movie Barb and Star Visit Vista Del Mar, which we will talk about. Mm-hmm. But obviously, uh, I think, spoiler alert, we liked it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, spoiler alert, my wife does not like this movie. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right. All right. But uh, yeah. I wanted to to open it up. We've been doing opening questions about vacations and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, summer camps, whatever, kind of based on the movies and the and the vacation mm-hmm. month we're in. So my first... Well, I'm going to I'm gonna cut you off right there, Stephen. I've never been a Barb nor a star. Oh, so. okay. Gotcha. That was, yeah. that mm-hmm. was n- question number one, though, but I have follow-up mm-hmm. questions. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. Have you ever wanted to get shot out of a cannon? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> It sounds fun, even, right? Even now, after my my fall, which gave me a, a brain bleed concussion, mm-hmm. I'm like, I was watching this movie, and I was like, I still want to do this. Right. So that's kind of fun, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I don't know the logistics of how it actually works, mm-hmm. but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Is basically mm-hmm. where I'm at. So yeah, that surprises me, though. I didn't know we were both be the little daredevils right there. That's pretty oh cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck have yeah. you Have you ever been to, at least vacation specifically in Florida before? Yes, yeah, we've gone there uh, maybe two or three times in, uh, I think, the Orlando area. Maybe some other part. I don't know. I can't fucking remember. Right. I never uh, forget. I never remember where they actually are in relation to each other. It's like I know mm-hmm. Orlando. I know Miami. I feel like Miami's south, but that's basically all I got. Like, I really i am like, it's, it's America's penis. I, <laughs> I, I look yeah. at it when I have to, kind of like mine, you know, <laughs> yeah. but otherwise I try to I try to avoid it. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't honestly, I don't really it's know. all south down there. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we, we go in like uh, kind of touristy spots and right. hang out on, at uh, hotels near a beach, like within walking distance, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. Like the, the first time I ever was in the ocean was in Florida. And oh, okay. uh, right look, Florida, Florida has a, a lot of fucking problems, like politically. Just like just a few just bath salts, you know, I know that's like a, a 12 year old reference at this point, but even still, but it, you still know? it feels relevant for Florida, still, right? It still feels right. We all know. But uh, yeah, like it, it's still kind of like peaceful and tropical and, and whatnot. I've never been to California. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I, I, so I can't really compare that to Florida. Right. But uh yeah it is just something about seeing all the the palm trees and mm. the uh the the uh, kind of cool breeze off of the ocean and whatnot it's uh right. it's, it's delightful the weather, yeah we've been the weather and shit right right mm. uh we've been a few times we go sometimes with family to visit destin florida which is closer yeah. to like alabama area i guess mm-hmm. um it's like right up at the top so i knew where that one is just because we go there often but uh and it's pretty nice we usually drive it that's a little bit from from houston but uh we take turns and stuff and make it worth it but uh, it's really pretty there. Uh, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're LGBTQ, maybe you don't go there. I mean, there's like an actual warning against uh, traveling there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not cool. But yeah, right. if you're with Barb and Star, I feel like you'd have a good time. So yeah. you go with that in mind. You mm-hmm. have good good stuff going on. So um, continuing questions, follow-ups. Would you go paragliding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That looks yeah. really fun. Not even scary. I want to do that, and I want to do the thing where it's like paragliding, but you like are sitting down on some weird bicycle, but there's a fan behind you, whatever that that's called. I have like no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds amazing, right? You've never like, seen it. I've 
not I, on I a bicycle. This. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you're. It's it's like a the hang glider, but you're like sitting down in a oh. recumbent bicycle looking thing. Interesting. You've got this big ass fan behind you. I guess what? to help kind of push you through the air. Oh, I, I see it. that sometimes here in uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Huh. Wow. And, uh, I don't we. I don't know what kind of fucking uh, cliff there. Are, yeah, there's not a lot to, to get that high and, and jump off of, but I mean, there you go. It, it is pretty rad to see because uh, sometimes you'll drive uh, on the highway somewhere and you'll see these kites floating up or whatever. Mm. You drive a little bit further, you see people fr- like sitting down in a little seat thing with a, a giant ass fan behind them, just kind of flying through the air. And I can't imagine that's not rad as fuck, you know? Man, I mean, that sounds awesome. Even just you're talking about it right now, I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I don't like roll down the window. I'm like, do an Ollie impossible. <laughs> They're like what? Yeah. Crash. <laughs> you distracted them. Uh, I got one follow up question okay. to, to end this out. Uh, would you ever get your labia pierced? I, you know, I was thinking about that after I watched uh-huh. the movie. I was like, dare I? You know? <laughs> I like, it you sounded know. it sounds pretty cool now, right? Like the other things. It's dangerous, but fun. I mean, you know, it's like. Maybe I don't have a, a huge dig, but I've got a colossal <laughs> labia, you know? Like, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, quote the, the brilliant Joseph Gordon Levitt and the night before, it goes whoopity whoopity whoopity. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> he's talking to his ex girlfriend and he's like, uh, he's like talking to her about her new boyfriends or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm sure they have huge dicks. And she's like, huge. And I'm sure your girlfriend has an enormous vagina. And he's like, oh, not as big as yours. Whoopity, whoopity, whoopity. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite lines. And a good quote just for life, I feel. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, some minor spoilers for the movie, but I feel like this one's silly enough and you really can't spoil it a lot uh, if you just watch the trailer or whatever. So, just wanted to get those out of the way and have some good times with you to start this out. But let's get into it, Brent. We're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And I'll say welcome to. <laughs> cool, lots of talk about stuff. <laughs> One less talk about stuff. Uh, today, uh, like Steven said, we're talking about Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, for people who have not seen this movie, uh, we're going to have spoiler tags in that uh, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would encourage you, if you've not seen the movie, go watch the movie because it looks like a vacation movie with two best friends. And it is, but also so much more. <laughs> so much more. So much more. So watch the movie, then come back, and uh, we'll talk about the chaos that is Barb and Star visit. Or no, go to Vista Del Mar. I know. I, I I put visit in my notes for some reason too, and then I was like, it can't be visit Vista. They wouldn't do that, right? That doesn't. That's not going to flow very well. But for some reason in my head, that's what it is as well. Right. But go <laughs> to. So I might do that interchangeably. But uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to discussing this today. And uh, I I wish I could say that I brought I I bought some culottes to wear for the show, but it's not a visual medium and it wouldn't have worked anyway. Uh, and plus, I didn't need to buy anymore. I had a bunch, obviously. Right, obviously. So, yeah, yeah we all know what they are as as men. <laughs> of course, absolutely. We're up on women's uh, clothing. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. especially yeah. those uh, right. middle aged women's clothing, especially. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. very well versed in. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wanted to uh, discuss a, a few mini topics with you. Did you want to go first today? Uh, yeah, you know what? I've got uh, one thing in particular I wanted to talk about. Um, I told you off air. There's there's uh, a comic that came out this past week. And I wanted to let people know about it. So those who read comics can uh, 
try to acquire this before it gets sold out at a retailer level. I know they're putting out second printings right now, but it was a, it was kind of a stealth release, uh, thing that happened Mm. and, um, intrigued it, it turned into a, a big deal. Huh. But it was it was it was surprising how it happened. So I want to tell you, Stephen, about this new image comic uh, called Void Rivals. Uh, okay, the cover right here. Yeah. So it's a new comic by Robert Kirkman of Invincible and Walking right. Dead fame. He created those those comics, and they've both been turned into uh, television series. And um, so this was kind of billed as his next. Uh, mm. project he was working on through his company Skybound at Image Comics. He's got like a, a little imprint through them. Oh, cool. And um, in the like solicit, I remember s- seeing something about a, uh, a mind-blowing uh, ending that you won't see coming. And uh-huh. you know, he, he does a lot of like creator creator own stuff where it's it's just like cool character stuff. So I'm like uh, is it just going to be uh, characters interacting in a particular way, or I, I I didn't really know what it was, but I didn't expect it to be this. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people the the general idea of what it is, and then I'm going to um, if if we can write down the timestamps of oh, the spoiler yeah, yeah. portion of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if people are interested by the main premise of it, they won't get spoiled by the twist. So uh, Void Rivals is about. Uh, Two characters from warring alien races that crash land on this uh, desolate planet. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have these like space suits on. One is uh, male, the other female, or at least that's how they appear. And um, you could just tell that from their like body shape, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We don't see their faces. They have these helmets on uh, because they're in outer space. They they call them like crash suits in the comic. Um, so it's just something they use to operate the, uh, their, uh, respective spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as, uh, like I said, they're warring alien races. Um, so they, they do kind of fight a little bit after they're both, uh, crash landed, but, um, they realize that for them to be able to escape the planet, they're going to have to work together, maybe take, uh, functioning parts of each of their ships. Oh, put it together, have one functioning ship, and then they can both at least survive, right? So even though their respective races have rules against revealing their faces to each other or even operating uh, or working together, hmm. you know, they, they want to live to see another day. So that's the general premise behind it. Okay. You know, maybe there's a, a scene in the comic where uh, they reveal their faces and that's something that happens, right? That's, uh, that could be the, the major twist. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's the general premise of okay. this comic, yeah. right? So as I'm looking, you know, if you look at the cover, it has the little, uh, the flying man skybound uh, logo right here. Uh-huh, cool. uh, you've got a character underneath. That's one of the, <laughs> the main characters. And then underneath it, it says EU, and that has image and then number one, the price, all that stuff. And, you know, if you're just looking at this for the, the first time, you may not even notice that EU. What could that mean, you know? European uh-huh. Union, maybe? Yeah. Is this, is this, did Dave Roberts make this comic? <laughs> so, um, okay. I'm, I'm going to reveal this twist. So, okay, Steve, can you, you timestamp this Got bad boy? Got it, yeah. All right. So, the major twist for this is that as they're 
these two characters are on this planet. Uh, the the male is his name is uh, Darak, and then the uh, the female character is named Solila. As they're on this planet, uh, they they come across a different vehicle, another downed ship. It's kind of like buried in all this uh, dust and debris and whatnot. They try to uh, power it uh, because uh, they they've run out of options with their mm-hmm. own respective ships. Uh, so they're like, well, maybe we could fire this bad boy up and uh, and and fly out of here. Except when they go to try to scan it or um, they do something to like re-energize it, mm. <clears throat> the the ship transforms. Stephen, <laughs> much like Mark Wahlberg said once, it's a transformer. It's a literal like a transformer. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's not like a stand-in. Transformer. Huh. It's actually Jetfire, who is an actual transformer from Hasbro. Interesting. That's in this comic because this comic is a stealth Transformers comic. Uh, it was revealed earlier this week that Robert Kirkman has acquired the license for the Transformers and GI oh, Joe. Crazy. And this is the start of the Energon universe continuity, which is why oh. that EU is on the front of it. And so it kind of blew up on on the internet in the in comic fun. circles this week. Um, I found out about it after the fact, so I tracked down the comic uh, later on. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, luckily, uh, the the store I went to still had a copy. But um, yeah, it's kind of wild that uh, something like that would happen because that's having to go through Hasbro, and they don't have any type of indicator at all that this is a Hasbro related product. Yeah, like, wild. Yeah, Crazy. it's not like you're you're looking at this and be like. Huh, I see the Hasbro logo on here. Maybe they fight a light <laughs> right. ride or something, you know? Yeah. That's not the case. Um, and you don't even see in the indicia on the front uh, part of the comic where it says, you know, image comics, all that uh-huh. stuff in the fine print. You don't see that until toward the end of the issue where it says, hey, we're doing Transformers comics now. And then it says, you know, all the Hasbro information and whatnot. So it's cool that Robert Kirkman is able to do these type of twists Right. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it under wraps. Yeah, exactly. He he did something similar with um, uh, there's a image comic series that he launched like without any type of notice. He just like sent out the first issue to Mm. uh, retailers. He did like minimum copies of whatever uh, for them of this series called Die, Die, Die. And it was just like a surprise release. The the public had no idea it was even coming Mm. out. So you just kind of show up at the comic shop, and there it is. And then um, when he ended the Walking Dead comic, mm-hmm. that was done uh, without people knowing as well. Oh, yeah. That was kind of an uproar about that, yeah. Yeah, which was, I remember was that crazy. Happening. So it's just like, oh, turns out this is the final issue. And for people who don't know, comics, uh, whenever... Comics are solicited like three months in advance, mm. so uh, it was like a triple-sized issue of The Walking Dead, essentially. Oh, gotcha. So uh, they, all those solicits were correct. They were just coming out all at once instead of over the course of the next three months or whatever. But uh, yeah, he Crazy. does this wild shit sometimes. But uh, all that to say, I'm fucking hyped for this. This was like such a cool way to do this. And the creators he's got lined up for the Transformers and G.I. Joe comics coming up mm-hmm. sounds pretty rad. And it sounds like it's going to start in October. But I just thought this was fucking cool. Like, you don't see this happen too often. It seems like like the Transformers movie we've known has been going to come out. It's going to have right. like robot animal fellas in there, you know. Um, but yeah, this was this was just pretty fucking rad. 
you know? That's cool. He has got, must have gotten to a level, like, just absurdly crazy. I mean, I know, obviously, Walking Dead as a comic was a huge hit, but then the show is, like, a ginormous hit. Yeah. Uh, Invincible, you know, did really well as a show as well. Like, I knew, like, things were working out for him, but the fact that he would uh, be able to acquire those properties do this secretly like have hasbro not be a part of marketing like i'm sure that they were just like what what, what? you know right. like that just goes against <laughs> what everybody wants to do like the fact that he could end this huge series of the walking dead on a whim and start a new one on a whim like he's just mm-hmm. at a level that is uh he can kind of command the room i guess you know a little bit right. so uh mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy and generally with the stuff i've read of his i really like so uh that as well like he's not just like it's not just fluff like he's he's pretty great so yeah uh, that's pretty crazy i uh i don't know that i would like go out to read like those comics but i like Mm -hmm. the idea of those worlds being kind of connected i think a lot of like movie universes are kind of silly like there's just so many we don't really need them all Mm -hmm. but that one i'm kind of like that's pretty cool yeah and the fact that they're all related through like the toys anyway like it makes sense Mm -hmm. so um, that's pretty rad man so there's you said like in october I guess this is like he had like one shot to make it a secret and then everybody just knows mm-hmm. right, but, uh, yeah. both. Is it like both series will continue or like or will start like on their own? Does, has there been any word like the G.I. Joe and, and Transformers series? Uh, there's going to be a Transformers series that launches in October and then the G.I. Joe ones are uh, it's like uh, G.I. Joe Duke number one. Uh, and then there's a G.I. Joe Cobra Commander number one. So I, I don't know if they're like ongoing series for those or maybe they're just like special issues for those Then leads into a G.I. Joe comic series in right. this universe or whatever. But um, right on. Yeah, I, I just thought that was like an interesting way to to do so something. Cool. It'd be like if you were watching um, like a Quentin Tarantino movie and then halfway through fucking uh the Trix Rabbit shows up. You're like, oh shit! What? This is a serial cinematic universe movie. Okay, I had no by, idea. By Tarantino, I I feel like that'd be a pretty great movie. Yeah, uh, not gonna lie, I would I would totally watch anything, but uh, anything of his, but definitely that one. Damn, Cal Chocula yeah. was doing coke. That's, that's wild, man. <laughs> that's pretty amazing man yeah well uh yeah that's rad um i'm glad that you read that and uh even though this the surprise was spoiled for you a little bit you still enjoyed it a lot it seems so that's great man yeah it's cool like the 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 character like the 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 transformers twist is cool but like the actual writing of the the characters you know the the void Uh rivals characters are are uh good enough for um Reading just on its own, even oh, if it didn't yeah, have that, right that twist in there, it would still be a quality comic. So yeah, yeah. I mean that sounds like a good idea by itself. Anyway, I didn't know. I mm-hmm. thought the twist was going to be something like they were on Earth the whole time. They're Adam and Eve, right? Two that's alien races of... created. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thought that's where you're going. I definitely did not expect Transformers. Uh, yeah, so no yeah, one, very cool. no one ever does. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to transform this conversation to uh, something else here, and uh, my mini topic for the day is uh, I went to a concert for the first time since COVID. Wow. My first concert back, and I'm very glad to report that it was amazing and super fun. So I went to see one of my favorite artists, this uh, Australian rocker named Alex Leahy. Well, let my rate ease. 
and I even got a, uh, a record there. She was selling albums that were signed, and uh, it's pretty rad. This is uh, the back of it. I'll show yeah. you the front in a second, Brent, and maybe we can post this, but there's a specific reason I'm not showing it to you right now. But mm. uh, I wanted to say a couple of things. Uh, we went to this place in Houston called the White Oak Music Hall. It's a little bit far from our house, but it was pretty cool and an area I'd never been to. Um, and it was just like a really cool venue. I, they have an outdoor uh, like pavilion. They have an mm-hmm. indoor like, like ground level and then an indoor upstairs. I had known from a friend that the upstairs is like the smallest one, and that's where she was playing. She's not really that well-known, Alex Leahy, uh, but she's amazing. And uh, and I was so glad to see her. She'd just come out with a new album. Uh, her set was great. She, was, she played some of her old songs that we love so much. Uh, she played a cover song uh, I'll talk about it in just a second, but uh, I also wanted to say that one of my favorite things of going to concerts is the opening acts. It's always finding new people that I'd never heard of when I go to see people that I really like. So mm-hmm. uh, the first one is I bought this uh, cassette tape of Liza Ann, who was uh, oh. pretty rad. Um, she was the opener. She also had a drummer, uh, another woman who got up on stage. Her name, she just goes by um, Allie. Uh, it's like a stage name, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. she did a song. And she was amazing as well. Just like on guitar, she got up and, and did one. So they were both great. I, I ended up buying this cassette because my nephew Christian, who I talk about in here sometimes, the big horror lover uh, mm-hmm. that he is, and uh, he just got a he just turned sixteen. He's got an old truck, and he is super into cassette tapes now. He's been Wild. making mixtapes, okay. yeah. which is so crazy to me. But mm-hmm. uh, he's going back like all analog, and I thought it was funny because I remember the truck he's driving was his mom's truck when we were teenagers. It was her first car. And uh, I remember that, you know, we had cassette players in our trucks, but then we were like trying to subvert that and get away, you know, get away from analog technology. And there was like those cassettes you could like put in to play your music from a phone or like from an iPad or iPod at the time. Um, yeah. and, and it's like he's gone way the full circle now, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like embracing that technology that we were even like, this is fucking like CDs were the thing, you know, when we were mm-hmm. teenagers or whatever. So he's like, uh, cassettes yeah. are OK, but they don't really have the warmth of a eight track. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's weird because it's like I kind of get it like that. It does sound kind of lovely, especially for a kid like that that's grown up completely with not just the Internet, but phones and, app, you know, apps mm-hmm. and social media like that's been his life. And to go back to analog and something physical and like having to sit there and like play the tapes and record them and make mixtapes is kind of mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, so I got that. I, I can find her on Spotify, but I want to support her mm-hmm. some way. So I, I was like, I'll just get that and he can have it. And if he likes her, that's cool or whatever. What's the, uh, uh, the name of that album that you have on cassette? This one is called Bad Vacation. Vacation. What? Interesting. I didn't even notice. It's a wonderful She's got like an umbrella. And Wait, a, whoa, 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 whoa. What color that? is that cassette on the back? Is oh. that like a is that like a blue? Yeah. It's like a teal or like a light oh. blue. Yeah. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. pretty rad. I love uh, there is was it because you were there? there and she was like, oh, this represents let's talk about stuff. Yeah. She was like, okay. oh, wait, wait, wait here. Because there was a red one or like a, an orange one. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, no, no, no. Take this one. I can Perfect. feel it's your color. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she was definitely a stalker, but uh, pretty, pretty <laughs> fun, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this concert was amazing. Uh, I, I have a few videos I want to try to post in a few days. So if you follow me on Instagram, 
uh, all the info, as we say, is in the show notes. You can find us or whatever. But uh, so then uh, this venue was perfect for me going back. It's small. Uh, I knew it was going to be a smaller venue, but it was like great. There was such a small amount of people there that everybody kind of just naturally made straight lines. So if you needed to like go to the bathroom or get a drink, like you could just walk completely sideways at any point and you would just get back to where you were. Like it wasn't just like a big crowd. Yeah. We just kind of naturally were having a good time. Everybody was really chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but afterwards, Alex Leahy, the, the artist I've been mentioning, came out uh, and was like literally was just like me and one other woman who were like super fucking stoked to see her. And I was really shy. I don't really like go up to people to, to talk to them or whatever. And I wouldn't have asked for a picture, mm-hmm. but I got one with her and, uh, and she was That's amazing. Awesome. Amanda, my wife, uh, was like, asked her and was like, Hey, he's your biggest fan. Uh, Alex Leahy, you know, they do on Spotify, they do like, um, your year in rap. They'll like tell you what songs you listen to or whatever. Uh, in mm-hmm. 2022, I was in the top 1% of her listeners. I listened to her more wow. than 99% of anybody that had ever listened to her on Spotify and because I have her on repeat constantly, my favorite song that year is one of hers because uh, I listen to it on repeat constantly. So she's amazing. Uh, she was very cool and just uh, like nice to meet. And then she saw that I had uh, had her album, which she already signed and she signed it to me, personalized oh, it to Steven, to, to Steven. So lovely to meet you. And uh, she was amazing. So, yeah, she's been touring around uh, the, the states that she she's told us that um she was supposed to tour the States for her last new album, uh, and she was in the U.S. in February through March of 2020 until mm-hmm. the Australian government was like, get the fuck back here. And so she, they made <laughs> her come home, and she mm-hmm. did, and she moved in with her mom, and then she was like, oh, this will blow over like a month. And mm-hmm. she's like, I lived with my mom for 19 months, and I wrote an album. And <laughs> now she's touring with it. So she, yeah. you know, she had those kind of stories like we all do or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was cool to finally get back out there and enjoy some good music with some good people. So Alex Leahy, uh, I can't actually remember the, uh, the new album. All I have is her, her old one here, but you can definitely find her on any services you might have. And she was awesome. So it was good to go back to see a concert. So that album that she signed, that's one that you know and, and love already? <laughs> Yeah, it's called the Best of Luck Club. Uh, what I like about it is it has a few songs that I like, but it's not my favorite album. But I just love the look of it. It's yeah, like it's, it's like a pinkish red, I guess, and it mm-hmm. just has like this cool vibe. And I I knew it was already signed, you know, pre-signed, or whatever. But then now she wrote it to me, which is even better. And mm-hmm. I I like to I don't have even a record player. Uh, I would love to listen to the, some of the stuff I have, but I have like my favorite band, Airborne Toxic Event. I have one of their albums that also was signed that I was able to get mm-hmm. online and I just have it like framed and hung up. Um, so I, I, I knew I was going to hang this one up anyway and it's the mm-hmm. coolest looking album. So that's why, why I chose it. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just uh, good, good all around, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking rad. Hell yeah. Like uh, I feel like if you're going to have an artist sign an album at their concert, vinyl is the way to go because it's just so much surface space you yeah. know she put like a whole message oh, exactly. on there it's like art yeah it's right they, you could like have them write a recipe on there and shit and still leave plenty of room for, <laughs> for the autograph hey what's your favorite banana bread recipe mm-hmm. just go ahead and jot it on the back yeah. <laughs> that actually be kind of cool if you got recipes from your favorite people mm-hmm. like your favorite artists and you're like oh my god they make banana bread just like me yeah yeah, there is something uh, very cool about the the large. Sur- it's like we were talking about the VHS. There's like they're just bigger, bulkier. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about old technology, the old like art of it mm-hmm. that I really like having around. So this yeah. this too is uh, pretty great to to have to add to my office now. She's Australian. Is that right? Yeah. So when uh, you asked her to sign it, did she wink at you and say, "I bet you might." <laughs> 
She did not say that, but uh, okay. on the last note of this concert, there was one song I wanted to mention that was her cover song. Uh, she mm-hmm. does a few good ones uh, you can find online. One is uh, she does a great cover of uh, The Black Parade, Welcome to the Black, Black Parade. Wow, by, okay. Um, yeah, it is my fucking chemical great. Ro- yeah, My Chemical yeah, Romance. Yeah, My Chemical mm-hmm. Romance. Yeah. Um, she also does, uh, her cover songs are, are wild because uh, it goes from that to This Kiss by like Faith Hill. But she does like a <laughs> pop punk version of it, and yeah. it's really cool. But the one that she played for us, she uh, she started off by talking to us uh, in the audience, and she said, uh, "How many here like know the the Australian national anthem?" Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Of course, like nobody." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, it's not great. Like most of them, like the words are kind of stilted and the music is kind of old. But you know, whatever. So we're not going to play that tonight. We're going to play the actual Australian national anthem." And they broke into my favorite cover of hers, which is "Torn" by Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> and it and the version by Alex. He is fucking stellar. They make that yeah. a fucking rock song more than I ever knew it was, and it's really cool. That's what's going on. I'm all out of This is how I feel. Natalie Imbruglia's version is actually a cover. That's I knew that because of Alex Leahy. She covered it on oh, okay, something, good. and she they were like, "Oh, this is you're doing a cover of that." And she's like, "No, it's actually she did a cover." I can't remember the original mm-hmm. band, but that's the thing is the original band is Australian. I'm not even sure if Natalie Imbruglia is, but the original band was, and so that's where it started, I guess. And they had like a it was like in the '90s. It was like a, a more like grungy sound, I guess. I've heard it once. Um, and then Natalie and Brulia made like that poppy version that, you know, hit everywhere or whatever. It's called, God, I keep their name. like keeps escaping me. It's like an E word. Like as, uh, let's see, torn. Oh my God. Edna swap. Edna swap. That's the name. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's the original band, Australian band. So this is, uh, according to Alex Leahy, this is now the Australian national anthem, which I am totally in support of. And it's pretty amazing. Wait, hold on a second. Edna Swap was an American rock band from Los Angeles, California. Existed so maybe from 93 to 98. Maybe it is Natalie Imbruglia is Australian. Yes. And that's why. She, yeah. And then that's why she's saying because she's the one that made it popular. Mm hmm. So, yeah, basically, Barack Obama came up with this song years <laughs> that, ago. There's the, man, Australian that Barack Obama. <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> that was a that was a winding road but uh I, we got there we got yeah. there eventually but Perfect. Uh, yeah it was pretty rad so definitely go check out alex Leahy. she's uh she's fucking stellar and some of her uh her youtube like concert videos and stuff are just amazing and she was so great to see in person so well i'm so glad you got to meet her uh you being such a huge fan oh, and honestly you. i'm glad she got to meet you so she's welcome know, on the podcast right? at any time <laughs> I wondered about getting like podcast business cards, but I know that fucking thing would never leave my wallet. I just don't have Dude. the nerve to be like, you really oh, I would never be able to podcast. Yeah. I'm really sorry for asking an existing, but don't worry, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> you don't have to be good. I on like it. That's, that, that's our pitch usually is like people are like, oh, I'm a little nervous. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody listens. Like, don't worry about it. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a good pitch. To be on the show, they're like, why would I even do it in the first place? Yeah. To have a good time. That's what it is. Yeah. We always begin the podcast by like, you know, syncing. But what a lot of people who've never been on the show don't know is we've got a pitch pipe and we all harmonize the word. <laughs> Come. 
you know, <laughs> really attunes the vibe. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, did you want to go ahead and get into our main topic today, sir? We might as well. Excellent. That sounds great. Well, uh, yeah, so we're going to do some non-spoiler talk to start it out. And uh, I'm going to say straight off right now, by the way, that I totally blanked because I I, I got this movie uh, on iTunes. Uh, for, for anybody that doesn't know this, uh, I couldn't find it streaming. It's uh, like $3.99 to rent, but it was like $6.99 to buy. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. So uh, I went ahead and did that. I watched some of the extras. I watched some like behind the scenes and some uh, like outtakes and stuff and uh, like bloopers or whatever. But um, I forgot to watch the trailer. I, I really meant to watch the trailer before this because I remember being so thrown when I saw the movie and I was like, that's not what the trailer sold me at all. <laughs> right, and yeah. that's really kind of the point is that without spoilers, you can't even talk about a lot of the plot of this movie that starts within like the first two minutes. Well, it's I'll say weird. and I don't know what spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that uh, what I remember from the trailer, which I saw several times, I think leading up to it coming out, but I, I feel like it got delayed because of COVID. It did. If memory serves. You're right. And uh, so I, I saw it before a bunch of like Avengers movies and, and that type of shit. And uh, I was like, wow, that's kind of a weird movie to put out in front of this, but okay, sure, why not? Um, right. I, I guess uh, Disney owned Fox by that point, and this is a, a Fox film, 20th Century mm-hmm. Fox. Um, but my memory of the trailer is that it was just like, uh, Barb and Star's like hair, or you would see their like hands or something like that. Like it concealed (laughs) the actors even. And, um, you certainly don't know anything about the plot. And it was just like, it, 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 through the dialogue clips that you hear, it sounds like two friends that are going on vacation to a place called Vista Del Mar. And that's, that's what you know. And even then I was like, well, they really don't tell you much of anything about this movie. And there's a good reason for it. (laughs) And it's kind of fun that way. That's why Mm -hmm. I don't want to, we can maybe do a small non-spoiler section just because Mm -hmm. I I really don't want to spoil anything. If people haven't seen it, it's kind of fun to just get in there and be like, what? Mm -hmm. Like you really need that. What the fuck right off the bat Mm -hmm. to really set the tone for the, what the fuck you're about to watch in a great way for me and bad way for my wife. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so, uh, but it definitely does. Yeah. I don't, it definitely does hide a lot and you really only know that it's like from the writers of Bridesmaids, uh, right. Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo, who are, uh, as far as I know, best friends in real life and then and writing partners. And, and they grew are they uh, they work together in the groundlings. I think that's maybe how they met, but uh, both part of that. And that's how their comedy chops came about. But uh, yeah, I knew it was like from them. They did Bridesmaids. This movie is so different from Bridesmaids, like Bridesmaids. They won the Oscar for the for that, for writing that. Like, that's wild. Oh, really? And then. Yeah, they took years. Uh, I really got to check that now. <laughs> uh, they they took years to uh, to finally write something else though, and it and then and they made this, and it's like so different, but uh, yeah. obviously so funny as well. You That's, know, that was kind of my uh, ticket to entry. Is if somebody says, "Oh, this is from someone who is involved in Bridesmaids," literally all I need to know. That movie fucking rules so hard. I love yeah. it. I that's one of those movies where if I just come across it on TV, I'm just going to watch the rest of the movie from where whatever scene oh, I, so I enter in on. You know, it's it's so funny consistently throughout the movie. So much heart in it. You know, there's right? A, there's there's a weird carrot. You know, <laughs> the weird carrot. 
He's so yeah, he's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I did look it up, and uh, they were nominated for best original screenplay. I for, I thought they won for some reason, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, even being nominated for that for like their first movie that they wrote mm-hmm. uh, that was at least a big hit and everything that's pretty crazy. And uh, then they went on to do this one, and it's so different from uh, from that movie. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what threw my wife off, right? So uh, I wanted to go through real quick with the like cast list and all that kind of crap. So okay. um, this was uh, written, as we said, by Kristen Wiig and Amy Mumolo, also starring them as uh, Barb and Star. I'm going to forget which one's Barb and which one's Star, by the way. I feel like Kristen uh, Wiig is Star. Well, Barb sounds like this and Star <laughs> sounds like that. <laughs> That oh, that's so clear. Okay. okay, okay yeah, it's yeah. like trying to differentiate our voices on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is, uh, came out in 2021. I, mm-hmm. I had heard it was supposed to be released in 2020, but that got moved back, like you said. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely did watch. This was like probably one of those. We saw trailers for like a year and then we were yeah. like, we just gave up on that. And we're like, when is anything coming out? Who knows? You know, and, uh, uh, not totally related to COVID, way. but there was that movie Monster Truck. Her trucks. Oh yeah, that was coming out. That was coming out right. for like two years. And I remember seeing trailers for it, uh, kind of off and on throughout that two year period. Um, I don't know why it kept being delayed. Probably because it wasn't good. Would be my my hunch. Because I, I feel like I've it heard, came out. And yeah, it <laughs> hit with a thud, a resounding yeah. thud on that one. But uh, yeah. I heard about a movie today. I don't even know what it's called, but it was on Reddit. Someone talked about a uh, a movie that's never been released. It's a mm-hmm. mermaid movie that appeared to be uh, Russian, maybe, or oh. like funded by Russian money, maybe. Mm-hmm. It costs like $130 million. It's like this full underwater epic about like warring mermaid clans. And it's like apparently so bad that it's like never been released. And I'm Damn. like, wow, is that like it's somebody's tax write-off somewhere, right? Uh it's crazy, but yeah. Um, so this one, uh, Barb and Star, it was directed by Josh Greenbaum. I looked him up. I watched him in the behind the scenes. He was a documentary filmmaker. He made some commercials and some documentaries. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then made this. Wow. Yeah, they, they chose him because of a documentary he made. Uh, they And the behind the scenes, they were saying that they were writing the script. They came up with the title first, Barb and Star, Vista Del Mar. Wow, Go really? to Vista Del Mar. And then they, they made the plot after that. And Kristen Wiig was like, that's probably backwards. But it's like what we came up with. You can tell like they were just having a good time talking yeah. about shit. And then they came up with these characters and, and wanted to do that. Uh, uh, Amy Mumolo said in her interview part of it that they came up with it on the set of Bridesmaids that they were doing scenes with one of the moms of, mm-hmm. I guess, the bride. Um, like her mom was really excited to come to the wedding because her entire outfit was bought at Costco. And they do like all these <laughs> jokes about buying it from Costco. And she was basically one of these ladies. And then they it, like didn't fit in that movie mm-hmm. and they couldn't forget about it. So they like wrote a movie about those types of women. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this is what that came about. So that's kind of the history of it. Uh, and then they found... Josh Greenbaum to direct it. Uh, he had done a uh, like an Oscar winning. This one I feel is, is real though. Oscar winning uh, a, a film about like uh, like eight nine year old like golf players or whatever. Like this, it's like hmm. follows like these kids or whatever. And it was like a big hit. And then um, yeah, so he got on this. So uh, this movie is completely different. Than that obviously really wild and, and mm-hmm. kind of epic in a way. But uh, we so we had Kristen Wiig, Amy Momolo is starring uh, Jamie Dornan. Who mm-hmm. is from Fifty Shades of Grey franchise? It's pretty much the only thing that I knew him from. Right, uh, and 
he's one of those people i don't know that he fully hits it but it's he was a surprise to me like for his comedic chops or how he could like fit in this type of role uh it it worked for me for the most part yeah he he tends to go for it even if it doesn't always hit that's kind of part of the charm of it is it kind of sucks a little bit you know so uh i i I don't know that i would have cast him but i've never seen him in anything i've never seen those 50 shades of gray movies i mean either but um he's a handsome fella so you know he, he certainly fits the role yeah, they had a uh, like a blooper with him where uh, he was like on the beach and he mm-hmm. was like smoothing out his hair, and they were like, "You need to fix your hair." And he's like, "Oh my god, is it too perfect?" Yeah. And I was like, "God damn it, it is." <laughs> Those bloopers he's just were a good. hunky man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it works. Yeah. And then uh, David Wayans Jr. Uh, is in it. Uh, I, I go back and forth on him. I I think this particular I I think we disagreed about his performance. I think you really liked it. I I find it just kind of like okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of everything that's over the top of this movie, I just don't feel like I need this extra character that is over the top. I guess. Uh, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Uh, w- without spoiling anything, I will say mm. I rewatched this movie yesterday. Fucking loved his shit all over again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, I like him in the New Girl. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, it was like he was he was in that show and then left and then he came back and he was pretty funny. Uh, in a few like movies I've seen him in, it's like okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's he's all right. I just don't. Uh, he's not my favorite part of this. But mm-hmm. uh, it also has some other people. Um, Vanessa Bayer's in it for a little bit. Um, yeah, a bunch of like character actors that I don't really know. Fortune their names and stuff is in there. Yeah, like yeah. I don't really yeah, I know her name, um, but yeah. I know her face. Yeah, uh, Phyllis Smith, who I believe is on The Office, mm-hmm. but yeah. I know her from the OA, Inside uh, Out on Netflix. Well. Oh yeah, okay, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Michael Hitchcock is uh, like the or like the manager of the hotel. Yeah, um, he's just like a, a character actor that I see pop up, but mm-hmm. I don't know him from anything in particular, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a few people like that that just kind of show up that I'm sure I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not even missing. I just don't really recognize him from things. Right. Um, yes. Well. I kind of feel like that's... What, <laughs> Is that pretty much all we can say? I, maybe. <laughs> perhaps, you know? Um, I, I, I yes. can't even say, yeah, more about characters until we spoil things. Mm-hmm. I right. feel like so, there's there's even a, a character that you've not mentioned, perhaps played talked, by another yeah. uh, actor that you have that you have mentioned, which right. is... Yeah, so it's a whole thing. But... There's an orangutan in this movie. We're saying it. There's an orangutan in this movie. <gasps> this oh, is I part of the Dunstan Checks universe. We can all say it, <laughs> you know? Um, and then a Transformer pops up out of the It's a Transformer? Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, I, I will say... Uh, Going back to our conversation from last week when we had Ross on, uh, mm. pairing Wet Hot American Summer in its absurd oh. camp comedy-ness with this movie as a an absurd vacation comedy movie is just a, right. a wonderful pairing. This is just like pure kismet. Oh, absolutely right. Like, you know, I, I pitched the idea of uh, June need a vacation month uh, before it was called that, uh, and I, I had a list of movies, and it wasn't even until... I watched the movie last week that I was like, oh, this was just pure kismet that it worked out this way. <laughs> it really was it. perfect. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, because I obviously after I watched Wet Hot, I was going to do this. But because mm-hmm. you had watched all of them, I ended up getting Netflix back and paying them more money so that I could watch <laughs> the rest of the series. And I yeah. have now seen all of the first season, uh, the first day of camp, which is only eight episodes. And they're all like 30 minutes or under. Yeah. So it goes by really fast. It really does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
I got to watch all of that absurdity throughout the week and mm-hmm. then in the week with uh, Barb and Star. And it was like, yeah, it's it is exactly that same style of comedy that it's like mm-hmm. over the top, like sound effects over the top acting like mm-hmm. jokes, like everything is like clearly uh, a joke. Uh, they're mm-hmm. making like it's almost like spoofing certain things, but even just like spoofing movies in general, yeah. I guess it, just trying to have fun with it and let loose. And, and that's what I get from this one too is, uh, and I got that from watching like the behind the scenes th- stuff with them that they, they really were like, we just want our, it's just like a good time. We wanted to go on vacation with our friends and like mm-hmm. shoot this movie and like have a good time. And, and that shines through to me. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. if you let it happen, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I 100% co-signed that this movie is just excellent. I, 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 so badly wish I would have seen this movie in a theater with other people oh, yeah. who were I wonder who would have been into it, you know, because it's right. just man, you really find out real quick that this movie is going. It's on its whole whole other plane, you know. <laughs> Speaking of, you want to go ahead and do that now? Yeah, yeah, we'll jump into uh, to spoilers right now. So again, if if people have not seen this movie, pause it here, watch the movie resume where you left off uh, with this podcast and uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about some wild stuff here dude it's crazy uh so yeah i want to start us off here with that Kristen wig plays two people yes. in this movie which as far as i'm aware this is why i wish i would have watched the trailer before so i would know more of what mattered but i guess we're in spoiler time and it doesn't matter now at all but i didn't know she played two characters in this movie. I didn't mm-hmm. know they had a villain like that in this movie. Uh, and it was so wild to see her in that. Uh, I knew that the little boy is in it because I think he's in part of one of the trailers where he's like on the bike, singing, like doing the, like throwing the newspapers and stuff. Yeah. But boy, man, yeah. that scene starts off and then takes this movie in a different direction within like 30 seconds. It's so wild. <laughs> yeah, it, it starts, like you said, that same shot from the trailer, bright colors. I, I love how saturated this movie is but it's not like annoying to look at like a mcg music video right. you know this is just like <laughs> everything looks pleasant it this this movie looks like a fucking vacation feels oh and, it does uh even when they're uh because they're not they don't start out in florida i can't remember where oh well their accents are like wisconsin or some shit like that right i think they're in ne- nebraska nebraska i think that when i look yeah when i looked it up they said nebraska oh they're yep. out there husking Soft. the corn Soft Rock, Nebraska is where they're from, and they <laughs> go to right, Vista Del Mar, right. Florida. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I love that the, the movie begins with a bumper on uh, Kulats, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's perfect. That's okay. That's all right. We're it's gonna, a weird start, but I it's can, a good. De- I needed that definition, right? Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's, it's like some some uh, middle aged women. You know, it's a vacation movie. Okay, yeah, they wear Kulats. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense? And this is 100% where I I leaned forward in my seat the first time I saw this, um, <laughs> was that we have the, the newspaper boy delivering papers. He uh, eventually runs out of papers. We see him riding down a dirt road, comes to this tree, and then he gets fucking eye laser scanned by a robotic <laughs> owl. The, the tree opens up, he steps inside of it, and he gets taken to an underground evil lair. Man. It's like... Uh, like a Dr. Evil type of evil lair. It's so fucking right. funny. And we see Kristen Wiig. She's like got uh, al- albinoism or albinism. Yeah. Do you say albinism? I've never. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's super pale. Yes. And, mm. and dark haired. And she, uh, she's yeah, got a man, window a peak in the front and also the back. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good detail, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she, uh, her fashion uh, was really interesting because it actually is, like, uh, nice, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. like, compared to, like, the culotte ladies. Uh, mm-hmm. She, he, you know, she looks a little more high fashion, but it, it's such, like, a Bond villain. Uh, mm-hmm. Her vibe made me think of, like, Dr. Evil, and then I yeah. realized, like, oh, Austin Powers is this kind of movie as well. This would right. also fit in that vein where it's all mm-hmm. absurd, and you really got to lean into it. And, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I th- I find it such a weird uh thing that they did it that way i don't know why they hid that from the audience like why in the trailers that wasn't part of the marketing but at the same time it's kind of brilliant it's yeah. so fun when it happens and you're so confused like that's that what the fuck moment when he gets scanned by that owl you're like what is happening yeah and it's just the whole movie just takes a whole different turn it's amazing I mean, this is like that Void Rivals comic I talked about earlier in this episode or Barbarian. It's just coming across something you don't know much about it. And then uh, you discover by consuming that media. Oh, this is going. This is a different thing than what I thought it was going to be. Right. It's so fucking cool. You don't get to experience that too often in life. I feel like especially with movies. Especially now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everything is extremely online, Uh, especially movies. You have such a huge budget. Whatever the budget is for making the movie, you have an equal budget to advertise said movie. And uh, yeah, the the restraint shown by Fox, of all companies, to not put every little detail in the trailer, especially it's not like here in the states oh people fucking love a middle-aged woman vacation movie they're gonna go out in droves <laughs> to see this you know uh no i mean it's just like, it's like a, you said they're gonna go out their robes to see this <laughs> yeah, i mean that too you know there's a speedo guy in this movie he has no robe oh yeah yeah but uh Man. yeah I'm, I'm just so delighted that this movie got made i don't know how it got made but i am very yeah. grateful that it did because it's it fucking rules i love it yeah it's so bonkers. Uh, she had talked, Kristen Wiig had talked about like, they basically were like, don't let the studio, like whatever studios might say about this, mm-hmm. like, let's just write the movie we want to write and see if we can get it made. Mm-hmm. And she said she had a moment on set when she was uh, next to a crab that was about to give her advice. And she <laughs> thought, they're, they're not going to let me do this. And then yeah. they filmed it. And it's like, that's one of my favorite parts. Like these little quirky moments where you're just like, yeah, it all works. Like, uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, are, you, are you talking as, about as one when, of the li- when she's talking to Morgan Freeman? with a d with a d (laughs) (laughs) as they say in this movie uh one of the lines that i that i really feel describes the movie it's a real tit flapper (laughs) (laughs) i so badly want to make that the episode title i don't know if we can like legally we could but should we i don't know yeah i don't know (laughs) maybe a tag if anything we'll see my god yeah uh, but yeah, that vibe right from the start, you realize like you're in for something special, but also really fucking weird. And uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's awesome. The the spy shit is great. Um, and then I think it flashes back to Barb and Star, uh, probably like talking on that couch. And that's like that scene. It's like that teaser you were talking about where it's like starts on their hair. Mm-hmm. You get like this curly hair. Almost, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a, a perm, but almost like that, at least like mm-hmm. oh, definitely an old style. They should have changed like years ago, but yeah. they're leaning into it. They're talking about all this like random shit. And then in the middle of their conversation, like five minutes later, some people are like, uh, hey, we want to buy that couch. Like Mm -hmm. uh, the way that they keep like subverting your expectations about what scene you're in or what's going on or where you're at or whatever is Mm -hmm. really fun throughout this movie. But just in general, my point for that is just to say that uh, these characters, obviously, they're the names of the movie and and the the writers and the stars, whatever. But Mm -hmm. God damn it. I love them so much on Mm -hmm. on this rewatch. I didn't find that I liked this movie as much as I did last time. Oh, I think partly because it was so weird before. And maybe I'm just Mm -hmm. not super into it right now. But 
but them is amazing. I, w- I want to mm. see Barb and Star go to Mars. I, I want to see their space adventure. <laughs> yeah, just keep it rhyming. Whatever the destination is, yes. rhyme it. Yeah, but they Mars. go in more destinations, and it's more uh-huh. absurdity. I would watch uh-huh. them forever. They are so fucking great together. Barb and Star buy guitars. You know, they they <laughs> they go on tour as uh, rock musicians. They were great. Getting to mischief. The, the the I love it. I guess the thing that is so wonderful about this movie is how wholesome it is. Like, there's a, a spy aspect to it, like a world domination, uh, evil. Uh, uh, like mastermind, but like yeah. it's really kind of just like releasing mosquitoes on a populace, you know? It's like right, it's right. very cartoonish. Um, and yeah. Barb and Star, they're very like wholesome, very like loving, and uh, they have trouble lying, you know, as as we see at the oh beginning of the movie uh, when they're at Talking <laughs> Club, they they can't hold yeah. it that they got fired. Oh, going back to that scene where. Uh, they're they're on the couches and we hear the the Shania Twain uh, kick in. We oh, yeah. we see their hair. We hear the dialogue of them talking. So it's like you said, it's, it's similar to the trailer. You see their hands kind of like tapping gently on their their leg. It's very it's very right. fucking cute, man. Like if, if you've ever seen like old ladies out in the wild interacting, it's just so fucking cute, you know. Oh yeah, they mm. they sell it so well. Like I have a my aunt is from Minnesota originally, and so oh, whenever yeah. she moved down before we, we she was like a, a friend of a friend or whatever of my parents and then she ended up meeting my uncle when they got married when i was like a little kid but when i first knew her uh my parents used to hang out in the garage and smoke with their friends and mm-hmm. dawn and my, my aunt dawn and dawn talks like they do right she yeah. has like, like that thick fucking accent and i don't know i i feel like i i know these ladies like yeah. she's nothing like them my mm-hmm. mom is nothing like these ladies but at the same time it's like it's not far off Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think you're right. Like they they really did have a good heart throughout the whole thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it has this like crazy plot, but it's it's about like Jamie Dornan is just looking for love and and mm-hmm. like just wants to be accepted and and loved. And then uh, the evil mastermind is is also just like just wants a friend. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's very wholesome and sweet. Yeah, and everybody just should get along, sort of thing. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that both Barb and Star are just absolutely in love with Jane, uh, Jamie Jordan's character, but he is in love with the evil woman. I wrote her name down because I, I kept uh, forgetting. It's like Sharon uh, Sharon Fisherman is her name, which is weird. Oh yeah, I, I don't really remember them saying it in uh, in the movie. But, I don't remember that either. Um, <laughs> he's in love with her. And and she's like, I'm kind of just I'm kind of over this whole thing. Like at one point he's he says that he loves her or wants to be with her or whatever. And then like her back is to him, you know, facing the camera. And she's like, oh, I don't don't know about that. Um, And then also uh, when we first see her, when she's introduced, uh, the little kid, I think his name is Yo-Yo, little Asian boy. He goes down oh, yeah. there. What's his name uh, too? Yeah, goes down into the the lair. There are two other uh, henchman-looking dudes already waiting down there. She walks on stage, and then fucking, she's like, uh, says something about how she wants a suicide, and then like a, a fountain, a soda fountain machine <laughs> pops up. That's so fucking great. <laughs> and she narrates each soda that she gets, like it's a just little slash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick little, yeah, man, it's so fucking funny. Like right then is where I knew I was like, oh man, I cannot wait to absorb the rest of this movie. I was fully in it. Uh, I w- I want to know like 
at what point was your wife not in this movie? Like, what what point did she bail? You read my mind, Brett, uh, because I think that that, for me, what sold me on the movie is that soda scene. I love that scene. <laughs> and there's something <laughs> just really funny about, like, her being, like, it's so, like, dire and, like, they mm-hmm. it feels so, like, it's, like, dark and mysterious and moody and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to suicide. And then mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. rises up and she, like, narrates the whole thing that you said. Like, it's just, uh, it's so silly. And I feel like that's also the moment my wife was, like, fully checked out. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand this. I think in the very beginning when that little kid gets like, uh, you know, scanned by the owl mm-hmm. and then goes down the tree, I think she was like, I did not sign up for this. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I showed her the trailer right before mm-hmm. that to get her on board with watching the movie mm-hmm. when I first did. And, uh, and it's, it is, it is like different than you expect. So like you either love it or hate it, I guess, but it has yeah. mostly good reviews. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I feel like the people who get it, you know, you and I get it, you know, right. Like, if if your wife only wanted to watch a couple of middle aged ladies go on vacation, that's in the movie. That's just like that is in the movie. I don't know, like half of it. The other half right. is fucking wild, dude. <laughs> I was just thinking, could you could you make a cut of this movie like forty five minutes long? Uh-huh. That's like just their vacation, and I'm like, but it's so intertwined. Like, mm-hmm. how do you explain? Uh, you know the the jet ski at the end or whatever how do you explain like so many parts i i'm sure you can find some way around it i mean we'll call topher grace have him put together a cut for your wife you know <laughs> i'm sure he can do where's it. darth maul in this anyway <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah um another one of my favorite favorite scenes that really sells me in this movie and it was my favorite scene rewatching at this time mm-hmm. is the the stories on the plane about their friend trish oh yeah mm-hmm. their made-up friend oh my mm-hmm. god and it's like it starts off so funny you know old trish Oh, well, you know, Trish has one of those vanity plates. Oh, right. Well, but b- before that, so they, they, I, I can't remember how they mentioned the name Trish, but the other one says, oh, Trish is the perfect name. And then that's how they, <laughs> they like build this whole scenario. They brought their way through the end, this mystical being named Trish. Yeah. They go through like the plane. I love that you can see all these people being like, F- shut the fuck up, uh, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Like they're so loud for that. But when they get off the plane and they're just like so distraught, like, and then, you know, Trish would just be there for you. Right. And she yeah. would blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so, like, I, the, the I, I wish there's the a cut of the movie. <laughs> I wish there's a cut of the movie that's just them telling their stories about Trish, mm-hmm. and it's like an hour and a half long. I would totally watch yeah. that as like one full sketch. It yeah. fucking slays me for some reason. And then the fact that it comes back later on mm-hmm. uh, is even is even better. So, yeah. Goddamn. Like, With an actual Trish. I, I got to a point to where I was writing notes on my phone where I was like, am I just going to comment on every joke in here? Because I, one, I know. I'm not quick enough to <laughs> do up. it. The two, that's going to yeah. be like an eight hour podcast because there, this movie has such a high joke per minute uh, right. ratio to it that it's just like, you just got to sit down and watch this thing like a few times because uh, you'll find something new each time you watch it, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd be it, it would be like our super bad episode. Like there's just so many things packed in, like you said, jokes per minute. Like you, yeah. you would be sitting here talking about it forever. But uh, there's definitely like those those little moments, though. They, the really good ones uh, definitely can work in there. And uh, not that this is like a really good part of this, but it's one of my biggest questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for enjoying this movie is this has not one but two musical sequences what do you Uh think about those brent steven i was into it you know i felt like i'm I'm evolving as a person uh i i I generally i would say i i'm not a fan of musicals but you know in this movie it works for me it it works for me in disney movies it works for me in this like it it's um contingent on the uh specific 
film that I'm watching, I suppose. I don't know that right. if I just sat down to watch the the movie Chicago, I'd be into it. Uh, but it, it really worked really for me. Really two in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jamie Dornan. Is, how do you pronounce his last name? That's why I do it. Dornan. Dornan. Do you want to... Dar- <laughs> Dornan? Dornan. The barbarian. Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Uh, Conan's brother. Yeah. Dornan O'Brien. Oh. Andy, Andy Richter shows up. Um, but like when he's singing about the seagulls or like trying to get advice from the seagulls or something like that. Yeah. Because he's conflicted about sleeping with Barb and Star and uh, that was fucking funny. He's like he's walking like almost effortlessly up that palm tree. It looks so fake, <laughs> but that's the charm of it, you know? It's right. There's there's a lot of times where the um, in those musical numbers where they sing directly into the camera. Uh, whereas they don't really do that in the the story parts of the movie, but it's fucking right. fine. This movie, this movie's fucking weird. You just know it from the jump, so you're just like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. You just gotta go with the flow on it, you know. They put everything in. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun of the movie. Yeah, I I didn't like his as much, uh, but I love and it, it's okay, whatever. But I I really love the opening number when they get to the hotel. Not mm-hmm. opening number, but the the number of like welcoming, I guess, uh, them to the hotel. The whole like that guy that I mentioned earlier, that's like a, you just see him, see him show up or whatever. He's really mm-hmm. funny being like the the leader of the, the troop and the manager of the hotel. But mm-hmm. it's so over the top, like there's no way they could do this for every visitor that comes in their doors. Mm-hmm. But it's so great because like uh, when they finally at the very end sing motel instead of hotel and it like screeches to a halt. <laughs> if you look in the background, I watched it again today just mm-hmm. for fun. If you look in the background some of the uh, like there's like a, a woman in a chef's hat and she's like god damn it i got pulled out of the kitchen for this shit but you can tell like they're all like really like annoyed by having to yeah. do this all the time mm-hmm. and it just sells like they they really like squeeze in a lot of extra jokes or little like one-liners yeah. or even looks from people in the background and it just like enhances the whole thing well in that same scene there's that one guy who shows up late you know he starts singing he's like god yeah. damn no <laughs> You've been through this. Um, Richard Cheese is in this movie. Uh, oh, he's yeah, the, the right. piano player guy, and he's singing, singing about, about boobies. boobies like 90% yeah. of the time. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of his stuff was uh, scripted versus improv or whatever, but this yeah, adds another layer to it. Um, I do want to talk about uh, Darley Bunkle, uh, the um, uh, Damon Wayne's. Is that right? Damon Wayne's Jr.? Or. Yeah. Um, uh, Damon Wayans Jr., Darling yeah. Bunkle. Yeah. It's like the, the world's worst spy. He fucking sucks so bad. He's like, <laughs> he keeps giving away his secrets. Uh, I think the first time we uh, hear his voice, it's over the phone to Jamie Dornan's character. And he says his full name by accident. And then um, Jamie Dornan says, is, is, that, is that your name? He's like, oh, crap. And he, he like <laughs> continuously does that. Eventually, he shows up in the like chef line, and then um, he, he yeah just bad at keeping secrets and being secretive. He right. doesn't have a good plan in place. He's like, meet me back here at whatever time. He's like, well, why don't you just tell me now? He's like, okay, I thought about <laughs> what you said. I like it. You know, it's it's that's progress. That's growth. That's really good for him. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then later on, when he leaves that note or whatever. Uh, on Jamie Dornan's door, there's a, a sign that says "Look below," and then another one says "Keep going," and then the the final one is the, <laughs> the note on the ground that has like the the smaller text for uh, the the non or 
not important part of it, but the biggest secret is in like giant ass lettering and bold. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just fucking love that he's so bad at his job. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just like it. I just like it, Steven. <laughs> I like uh, when he shows up at the end in that, uh, when he, he's like in one of the uh, like umbrella hats. With like <laughs> yeah. some, he's like he has like spy glasses on, but he's mm. wearing one of those shirts of like the sexy ladies. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta admit, when he walked away and that that little sexy lady thong mm. in the back, I was mm. I was watching him walk away. It was pretty nice. Yeah, I pulled nice. down my sunglasses a little bit oh, so I yeah, could, I could uh, peep them <laughs> cheeks. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, he's okay. I I know in the absurdity of all of her, all this stuff. Uh, it's all over the top, but for some reason that one just didn't land as well for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it again this time, I was just like, uh, this time I, I felt like if you cut that character out, I don't know really what would change. Like what what mm-hmm. would how would the movie change? Whatever. But again, it's like uh, another just like funny thing to throw there. Like there's no reason for a lot of this yeah. stuff. It's just like to be funny, and I'm totally down for that. So yeah, it's like uh, a, yeah. So he he can stay a deep throat type character who just fucking sucks. He's he's. Doxing right. himself the whole time. Um, let me ask you this. What do you think about Talking Club? Not book club, but Talking Club. <laughs> I love the... Uh, all those ladies uh, mm-hmm. are so great together. The uh, the hot dog soup is a uh, treasure yep. of mine. I like... Mm-hmm. At the end, whenever their their lives are flashing before their eyes, that there's like a quick shot of that hot dog soup being poured into another bowl, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is pretty great. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and Vanessa Bayer, I, I always liked her on SNL a lot, so mm-hmm. it's great to see that she's like kept up with some of the other cast members, and I've seen her pop up in like some more movies and stuff. There's uh, a couple of shots in this movie where she holds her mouth a certain way to where I'm like, damn, she could be like uh, Winifred from... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. God, what is Hocus the, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. There we go. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can totally or, see that. Or maybe like her sister Winifred. or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. the, all of them are so great. Uh, the uh, the absurdity of that, too, I really liked. I, I just like mm-hmm. the, that little dynamic. Like, yeah. later on, there's a part where she... It like flashes to them, and she's like, "What's your favorite facial expression? Mine is this." And she just does <laughs> this fucking weird. Like, it's not one expression. It's like she's having like a, a nodding conversation with someone, like <laughs> yeah. nodding to their story. And it's like I've totally seen people do that. It was, uh, mm-hmm. and she nails it, man. So yeah, totally uh, worked. The, the the other lady who's from the office, uh, Phyllis. Uh, in this movie, all she wants to do is talk about horses and they won't let her. Uh, she takes <laughs> her hot or uh, Vanessa Bayer takes her hot dog soup away, scrapes it into right. her bowl. And then as they're um, after Barb and Star admit that they've been fired from their jobs because that was the topic for that night. They all get up to leave. Phyllis grabs a f- full on saddle and like walks out <laughs> of that room. It's like she was she came prepared to talk fucking horses. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, some ladies really like horses. That then again is like mm-hmm. that. These types of ladies, like Barb and Star, that they would definitely have a friend that's obsessed with horses. Like yeah. that, that lady also exists in the world, and mm-hmm. they do kind of, they do kind of make fun of her. I guess like nobody wants to hear about the horses at least, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not too harsh. I think uh, one of the things I had seen in their behind the scenes about writing this is that they didn't want to make fun of these ladies. Mm-hmm. Like to them, like Barb and Star, they're like they dress nice, they accessorize nice. It might not look good to most people even. But mm-hmm. they're trying. They they are doing the best of what they want to do and what they want to be and look like. <laughs> yeah. They are nailing it, man. And uh, and that whole group, you can totally tell that they would actually be friends or at least acquaintances. Fuck yeah. And like they're in the mid credit scene. 
Uh, she finally says, yeah. can we talk about horses now? And then it like cuts she, to the, the actual credits. And then there's a post-credit yeah. scene on this where the uh, the Speedo guy on the beach at the end of the movie oh, uh, I like has that a, a, a poem about friendship, which is a, a delightful right. way to, to leave this movie. So, uh, yeah, I, I just I just like the whole thing. From Tudor to Snooter, Brit Hibbert gives this movie <laughs> two thumbs up. So what about your wife? Did she watch this with you originally or, or this time? What did she think yes, of it? Yeah, so we, we both have watched it together uh, the two times. As I was uh, sitting down to turn it on yesterday, I said, do you remember this movie? And she was like, yeah, it's the two ladies that go on vacation. I'm like, but it's more than that. And she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember. So she, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, she remembered the, uh, the absurdity of it. And uh, there, there was one scene... Um, I think it was the scene where they were getting ready to get talked off of the the ledge, and uh, the mm. uh, Sharon Fisherman she releases the slow walking alligators out of those little, like <laughs> right. those um, cages or whatever. And she was like, "Is this a new scene? Was this in there the first time? I don't remember this being in there." I was like, "Oh, it's definitely in there because of this." And about that time, we see them fall off the cliff, but they're <laughs> saved by the fucking culottes, and they just simply float down. And I believe that was a scene in the trailer as well, is them like floating, like, like oh, we just okay. see their legs kind of floating down in the trailer. Right. They never showed their faces for some reason, even though it said um, uh, starring like uh, Kristen right. Wiig, Annie Momolo. Uh, in it we never saw their faces kind of yeah, weird it's interesting but, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they like marketed on the hair and stuff yeah. um yeah i love the uh the cool our cool lots are natural parachutes uh right. and yeah. it, looks, it looks pretty <laughs> legit like i don't know how they filmed all that but it looked pretty good like they were actually like floating down or whatever with their mm-hmm. their culottes so yeah. there you go more power to you i i don't have any parachute pants myself and uh, i feel like it would be helpful to have them it seems like a safety thing at this point mc hammer barb and star <laughs> and C- mc it. hammer hammer yeah yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> one of the sequels did i don't know what this is actually rated uh i don't ha- oh pt13 okay i was gonna say uh i don't know that they have a fuck in this but it's one of my favorite fuck scenes mm-hmm. where uh, one of them says what the fuck and the other one <laughs> sneezes yeah. <laughs> and it makes a uh, what the fuck and it's mm-hmm. so well edited. It's hard for me to do it right now, but it's so well edited. Uh, I remember I, I'd forgotten about it, but mm-hmm. uh, the other day when I watched it, I was so shocked and surprised. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a little delight, a little, little quick joke that I really liked. I loved it for two reasons. One, it's just fucking funny. And then two, I imagine in my head someone at the uh, film ratings board uh, watching that scene and be like, they're snapping their pencil in, in their hands. Like, they got around it. You know, they got their one fuck in there. Um, All I said was fun. All she said was cook. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the scene where, uh, Barb meets Tommy Bahama. Like we don't realize it until oh, after that's he right. disappears him. In, <laughs> into the grass, yeah. but it was so fucking funny. Oh man. I can't remember his fucking name right now. Andy Garcia. this up. Andy Garcia, yeah, yeah. totally wild mm-hmm. that he shows up and barely there. Like, I thought he might, like, show up to be uh, Barb's love interest or something from then yeah. on, but he's just kind of kind of gone or whatever. You know, this movie does, in the end credits, uh, something that they used to do in movies back in the day, which is, like, you have a dance party with your cast, where you just see the cast oh, members yeah. dancing. Because there's that scene, even when uh, Andy Garcia is dancing, he's just, like, doing a little, like, wiggle or whatever with his legs akimbo. It's pretty fucking fun. Like, uh... I feel like sometimes you watch movies from the like 90s or 80s or whatever. You see them doing that little like dance thing and it's it feels a little bit forced. But this it just seems like 
I imagine the the feeling on set was just like pure right. fun, you know. It like, seemed like they had a good time. Yeah, like when uh, when they first get to uh, the the pool in Florida, uh, and they're like chit chatting, Barb and Star chit chatting in the pool, and they get so tickled with each other, they lean back and they touch their feet together and raise it out of the water. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, but. <laughs> You know, I love those uh, those old credits where people were dancing and stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like that doesn't get to happen. That doesn't happen very often anymore. Right. But I've always thought that was fun. It it can seem forced, but for the most part, when I've seen it, it, it feels like no, this is a good set. Like people mm-hmm. are, are having fun or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it makes for like a fun credit sequence too. Like I I don't. It doesn't take me out of the movie because I usually see it with like comedies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to see kind of the crew, you know, hanging out. And like, there's so many people that were involved that made that movie. Uh, yeah. Just people you see on screen, whatever, and, and it's great. Um, yeah. I also uh, wanted to mention that this was referenced on the DVD or on the like the uh, special features and stuff as a coming of middle age story, which <laughs> okay. I thought was perfect yeah. for it. I hadn't yeah. thought about that, but they're like, mm-hmm. essentially, it is. It's a coming of age story that just happened to be middle aged. Um, so yeah, that yeah. worked really well. Yeah, Star's husband left her. Uh, Barb's husband died uh, years ago, and they. I don't know if they found. Uh, friendship at that point or were friends before that and they just kind of yeah, lean on each other uh, but they live together and yeah they're just the, the best of friends uh, out there in Soft Rock, Nebraska. That's beautiful. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, What's not beautiful though is uh, one of the last things I had from one of my notes is mm-hmm. um, the mosquitoes, you know the, the whole plot of the mosquitoes coming in and then they, they attack the villain right. uh, and uh, Sharon, is that right? Sharon Fisherman, yeah. they attack yeah. her. She get back, She gets back to the beach She's covered in her, her face is covered in bites. And mm-hmm. I realized it is, that is one of my pet peeves in movies. That is so disgusting to me. I don't know what it is about uh. like uh, bug bites, like being mm-hmm. uh, covering someone, like their face or their body. But I, I realized like I didn't even want to look at her in that last scene. It, mm-hmm. like, it grossed me out that much. Does that do anything to you? Yeah, I or do not like. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, I do not like skin afflictions. I don't like it on myself, you know? Uh, like even when I got the tattoos i've got and you see the like immediately after you get a tattoo your skin is bleeding a little bit even that i'm like i don't want it okay there you go but uh one of those necessary evils for for having them but there you uh, go yeah any any type of uh like body horror i typically don't go for like in the, the movie the thing really good movie uh, it grosses me the fuck out. It right. is so <laughs> yucky. I just don't like seeing like skin uh, appear like that. Right. But in this, it does seem like comically oversized chicken pox. So I can kind of like, like distance, chicken pox. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of distance that in my brain. But yeah, otherwise, I'm I'm totally with you. That's I, I typically don't like to see that in a movie. Yeah, you're totally right. It is like chicken pox, and that that. I flashed back and I think I was like, I think that's where it stems from for me is when I had chicken pox as a kid and I, that didn't bother me like having them. I mean, it obviously bothered me, but it, the the fact of that didn't bother me as much as looking at the photos of me when I had them yeah. and seeing all of those across like a child's body. It's mm-hmm. like, it's really horrifying. Uh, and yeah, it's, it just gross to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, when it happened on screen, I realized like, oh man, I didn't realize I had a, I, I don't think about that one as much. It's like mm-hmm. a, not a fear of mine, but like something that grosses me out or whatever. Yeah. But then it totally got me. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, I have one more note uh, at the very end. That's not about Barb and Star, but it's about their next film. But uh, I wanted to finish oh. things out. Did you have any other notes, or you want to get to just kind of our general thoughts? Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, I, I guess my uh, real last note, um, which is kind of twofold, um, 
is one uh, Trish the mermaid shows up. Oh right, uh-huh. she saves them uh, from that that jet ski accident. That's how they get back to the beach before uh, Sharon Fisherman shows back up. Uh, uh, Trish the mermaid, played by Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. Uh, holy shit, she can get it. Oh, uh, dude, she was looking still good. looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even know she was a mermaid in real life, so that's pretty cool. That's a you know what that's a crazy thing. She's from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We, we're landlocked here. Had no fucking right. idea. We got a we have we a dadgum mermaid population here. Her and Vince Gill. It's right there in the name. Last name is Gill. Oh my god, of course. How do you not know? Oh my god, I love that. Mm-hmm. He is a freak of nature though. He does have gills. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Like there's that one time check that out. uh people thought he was a witch and they were like, let's throw him in the river. If he's a witch. <laughs> He just swam away. He was fine. Yeah, he just, he just like hopped away. It was, it was not even a big deal. He swam away. He, just he like went through the air. He actually like went upstream. He's like he's part That's salmon. Really a, lot of, beautiful. a lot of people don't know that. Got trapped in and a then, bear's mouth for a time, but he's okay now. <laughs> like a fucking Geppetto story, uh-huh. like uh, Pinocchio and the fucking whale and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, my my final note on this is: imagine coming across this movie by scrolling through channels on TV, like it, just. Th- just stopping on like any of the non barbin star parts would be so oh, fucking right. bizarre. Well, barbin star would yeah. get bizarre, you know? <laughs> barbin star go visit the bizarre bazaar. Bizarre be bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking it's like twenty one jump street. We just have like so many uh so many different sequels we can create with this now, and I really want all of them. Just like twenty one jump street. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right on. Hell yeah. Um yeah, so uh, I wanted to mention, uh, or I guess I wanted to say, like, clearly we, we liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would recommend this movie to most people, but it's definitely different than you'd expect. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it's, I would recommend it, but at the same time, it's kind of hard. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how many people I know that would really dig it that much, but I'm glad that you do, and I'm glad that I do. I, this would be totally fun to watch with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, however, I, she was, like, at work, and I was going to watch this on Friday when she got home, and I was, like, I was kind of waiting for her, and, like, well, maybe she'll want to give another shot. So we got dinner, and I was, like, hey, did you, you just watch it that one time. Do you want to try again? And she was, like, fuck no. Immediately. <laughs> it was, like, I know I don't like it. She was, like, I can just yeah. tell you it's just not my thing. Like, I just don't, I don't laugh. I don't connect with it. That's and so I'm, wild. like, all right. I but know. It's so crazy. Maids, right? But yeah, but Bridesmaids is a much more like grounded comedy, right? Straightforward, yeah. It's not so absurd. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I think she likes that one. And actually, I've been really wanting to watch that since this one now. We might watch that now, but... Oh my uh, God. Steve, I'm never too far away from a Bridesmaid. No. It's so good. Oh, and I forget her name. They they had a quick cameo, I guess you you could say. The lady that tells them, their friend that sees them in the park and tells them about this middle-aged paradise Mm -hmm. and Vista Del Mar is also from from Bridesmaids. She's like the, the mom who can break... Uh, like towels over her leg because they're covered in semen from her kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's how I always think of her is that the semen towel lady or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's uh, she's always great when I see her. I think she's like in Reno 911 and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. I can't find her name. I don't know. I don't know what she was in that movie, but yeah, she's fantastic. So oh, much like the robot owl in this movie. She's a hoot. Oh, there you go. All mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, I did have one final note that's related to the writers of this, Kristen Wiig and uh, Annie Momolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they are writing a new Disney live-action musical about Cinderella's evil stepsisters, Anastasia and Drizella, okay. which I think sounds great. And I also didn't know that uh, there's a Disney character named Drizella. That sounds Drizella. amazing. Hell yeah. yeah. Apparently. So uh, I hope... 
that Barb and Star are in that movie. I mm-hmm. hope that that's how they, they approach those characters, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to whatever they do in the future. So, man, their names are Anastasia and Drizella. Apparently, that's what it said online. I'm, I'm going to go with for it you to meet my daughters. Anastasia and Drizella. <laughs> she fights King Kong sometimes. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a rap name? Like that totally would be bit. like, oh man, I love Drizella. She I fucking slays, man. She's opening for <laughs> Megan the Stallion. It's gonna be wild, dude. <laughs> How does that not exist totally already? Did. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta know, write man. this wrong. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with it. I'm not gonna fact check that one. I'm gonna stick with it from now on. I think that's that's their names for sure. So okay, perfect. I think it sounds great. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So looking forward to whatever they do. I I think I was shocked that um, Bridesmaids came out in 2011. So this was 10 years later. It took to to make this movie. It was wow. like eight or nine years to actually make it, but then mm-hmm. it got delayed and stuff. But uh, yeah, from being nominated for you know writing that screenplay to mm-hmm. to not making another film for like 10 years, not writing one is is pretty crazy. So yeah. This really uh, yeah. does feel like uh, we talked on uh, the last episode, What Hot American Summer, that that one felt like a uh, cult classic movie. Like, I, I feel like it's attained that status rightfully. Yeah. This feels like a like the newest version of that that I, I can think of to mm. where like people are going to be talking about this more and more uh, as the years progress because it's right. It's, it's more people find one. It. And most importantly, it's so fucking funny. Uh, but two, right. it is wild as shit. Like I, I yeah. fully expect to see like Sharon Fisherman costumes at like Comic Con or whatever in the coming years. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be rad. Dude, and we should Morgan. be Barb and Star though. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I want to get that accent down. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Okay. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll do uh, fucking karaoke to "Man, I Feel Like a Woman." Oh uh, my god, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, love let's go, Steven. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> we would go to Florida to perform it and get shot in the face immediately by some redneck <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucks. Yeah. <laughs> it can just be a good time all around. Man. Yeah, we'll have a good time. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, this was a blast, man. Uh, I'm super glad that you recommended this. And I'm also super glad that for the last week of our Junior vacation, we get to rhyme with Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar as we visit Midsommar. That's right. So, uh, oh, Look, my God, I'm so glad you suggested these, that. <laughs> these movies, as we're talking about them, have gotten more and more hilarious, more and more absurd. I can only right. imagine all the, the chuckles <laughs> we're going to dispense upon watching and discussing Midsommar, uh, Midsummer, Midsommar, uh, what, you know, whatever you want to call it. For Barb That's and Star? Fine. Midsummer. Can you imagine, dude, we should <laughs> say it, say it. We got, we were both thinking the same thing. Go for it. You say it. We should totally have them in Midsommar. We should put them in the background is what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Dude, just like walking yeah. around being like, oh, this is lovely. I like mm-hmm. this shack. I like this. Yeah. I like what it did here. This is a nice rock. Oh, there's a cliff up there. Did you try the tea? Oh, tastes a little irony. <laughs> you know, if they jumped off that cliff, though, Kulas would save them. So... That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so fucking funny. Oh my god! They, they do. God damn it! They need to bring Barb and Star back for they, other adventures. Oh, we gotta have. A, I really a, hope a they do. Fucking sick trill. We gotta have a, a trilogy oh, of Barb and Star movies. Hell yeah, man! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. And yeah, and if this is how they started, imagine like what they would go and do, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they could get in such wacky adventures, and I, I'm here for it, man. Oh, so, uh, yeah, definitely come back next week as we do Midsommar, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen it since uh, since it came out, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that anyway, but uh, it's a vacation. It's sort of a vacation, so, oh, yeah. God. It, yeah it's a fun. laugh a minute, you know? <laughs> We're having a good fucking time. Well acted for sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, oh, yeah. I, think you, I think you're gonna find there's yeah. about fourteen, fifteen hundred laughs in there. <laughs> we should watch it as a comedy, just see how that feels, you know, and record oh, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, just try to get all can, the laughs out. Maybe you can edit in a laugh track to it, you know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> From fucking like Full House or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I love it. Well, uh, yeah. So definitely come back for that. Uh, otherwise, if you'd like to contact us, you can uh, find the info in the show notes. Uh, basically, uh, Instagram or Twitter, or sometimes you can mm-hmm. find me on Letterboxd. And uh, yeah, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And tell your always. friends so more people can find us. Absolutely. And Stephen. Yes. You know, we've been, we've been talking about Terrifier a little bit on That's the podcast. Right. You know, I I last a minute. I've seen All Hallows Eve and the the first two Terrifier movies, the only two Terrifier movies at this point. Right. You've seen all three of those as well. Uh, you had mentioned on the last episode that um, I I had discussed initially uh, the Terrifier movies on the Lost episode, the recent Lost episode, mm. uh, the the Lost three hundred one. Uh, it's too. It, I know it's. It hits you. It, it hits it, you hard. I'm sorry. It, re- it really. It really hurts. You know. I yeah. more than my uh, my concussion last summer. Uh, <laughs> this losing that, losing that a podcast. Episode. Episode. <laughs> yeah, having to re-record. Oh goddamn! Uh, but on that one, I I prattled on for uh, about uh, close to 13 minutes about the oh. Terrifier movies, and I was uh, yeah. exuding uh, how much I loved them, and. Right. Uh, that was that was kind of lost for a while, but I went back. I found the audio. It's been edited down, and oh, uh, so it. I'm going to send that to you, and uh, we can add that to this episode. So at the the very end of this episode, it will have our original conversation before Stephen saw the Terrifier movies. Uh, right. So we can he can uh, uh, listen back to it after he's seen those movies and whatnot but uh yeah so we'll have that for the audience our our normal outtakes from uh, the beginning of this episode and then uh that shit that we'll have in there so uh you've got about uh 20 minutes of uh of uh bonus uh, audio content on this episode damn here. straight yeah that's what we love to do uh yeah. yeah so yeah stick around for that i'm excited to listen to that i told brent that i was i that's really what got me to watch those movies was that conversation and then it was lost to time so mm-hmm. i'm excited to, to hear it back again yeah. and hear how stoked you were because it was it was palpable that's what got me into it so and uh <laughs> yeah yeah that fucking dude man art the clown barb and star mm-hmm. barb and star and art yeah well, almost there <laughs> barb and art <laughs> they be friends yeah. Bar- oh yeah well yeah barb needs a man now so oh that's true there you Don't go you know. and she talks for the enough for two people so mm-hmm. it really could be a good relationship i feel don't you know pain <laughs> i don't know <laughs> workshop it maybe not it'd be like his silent bob moment when he finally speaks yeah <laughs> just pulls out a horn oh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely come back next week as we uh, visit Midsommar. And mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be a blast as always. And uh, it'll end our June vacation month. So yeah, looking That's forward right. to that. And Brent, this was a blast. I'm so glad that we got to to be Barbara and Star today a little bit. You know, don't you know? I do know. And uh, thank you for going on this adventure with me. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Like Stephen said, share this shit with your friends. Uh, 
your family at your own peril, I guess. I don't know if you want them to know you. <laughs> we don't. He wasn't in this, but all right, sure. If you want to. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's been a blast, man. Always, uh, always fun. Come back next week. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. One, two, three, record. Record. Okay. Don't you know? Oh, okay. Don't you forget about no. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I feel a karaoke trip in our future now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we just dressed up like Barb and Star. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you imagine, Brent? I thought about that. B, B and S. Brit and Steven, Barb and Star. Oh my God. Best friends. That never even occurred to oh me. Oh my God. I thought about what I saw when I was writing my notes earlier. I was like, oh my God, Brit and I could be Barb and Star mm-hmm. if we wanted to for Halloween or something. Oh, that'd be great. Can you imagine? We uh, sign up for something and uh, we're dressed as Barb and Star, but we just sign up for something as, as BS. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, here's bull and shit, I guess. I don't know. Hey, it's a B and an S. We can make that work. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I love bullshit. Hey, lovely to be here. We are El Toro Caca. <laughs> That's a lovely, lovely thing for us to do and put out in the world, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first non-English phrases I ever learned uh, when I was younger. What did that say? What did you say? El Toro Caca is, is bullshit. Oh, man. That sounds really, like, pretty cool, mm-hmm. though, right? I, I was pretty happy with it. I think I learned it when I was, like, five or six. Uh-huh. Um, one of my uncles said it, and I said it to my mom. And she was just, she laughed, but then she was like, okay, but <laughs> you, can't, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you can't say that. <laughs> That's the best when you're a kid, though. I love, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a kid, whenever you get to hear, like, swear words from adults, you're like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. And then when you get to say them, and you I just feel so, like, risky. Oh, that was the best part of my high school graduation is where you move the tassel over to the other side of your cap, throw in the air, you know, get your diploma. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, and now you may swear. Oh. And everyone's like, tit. <laughs> so, but fuck. Titties. Buttholes. That's amazing. One guy's just like, Jamaica. It's like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> Kyle doesn't get it. Maybe in his house that is a swear. No, uh, it could be. Maybe could they're be. Jamaican racist. I, I mean, or they're just like, they told us to stay away from the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, maybe. Caribbean's We're allergic nice. to sharks. Oh, a shark allergy would, would really kill kill any kind of good vacation buzz there, though. Yeah. That's for sure. Did, did you hear about that thing with, um, I guess, drones watching beaches or something like that and seeing a greater number of sharks near humans Uh-oh. than we thought, but they mostly just leave humans alone. Oh, that's cool. So it is like comforting to know they're just like generally uninterested in us <laughs> outside of like the the occasional attack you hear. But you, I've always heard that they think that we're seals. Right. Not like the singer. But oh, like man, if you cool. are if you are in the ocean, <laughs> do not sing Kiss Byros. <laughs> Don't fucking do it. Don't it's like, a, it's like putting chum in the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't talk about Heidi Klum. 
don't fucking talk about Batman Forever. Oh, like for they sure. will find you. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah. It, so that is the one thing is like, oh, there's a lot of sharks out there. They're mostly leaving us alone. But like also. There's a lot of fucking sharks out there, you know? Maybe they're coming to be friends, and the, but then they get up there, and they're like, oh, they're scared of me. I got to go away. You know, maybe they're just looking mm-hmm. for a good time. They saw that, uh, you know, that beer can, you know, uh, koozie on the, on, the, on the shore, and they were like, I want that. I want that in my life, you know? I got a real problem with keeping my beer frosty. <laughs> Will this koozie help? <laughs> sharks beer. <laughs> Hi, sharks. I'm a shark. <laughs> Oh, you have an actual shark. Yeah. <laughs> if one of you guys don't give me a fucking deal, I tell you what, I swear to God, guys, I swear to fucking God, oh my God. and our God, Neptune, he does not fuck around. <laughs> yeah, you really got to watch out for those sharks. Both mm-hmm. both ends, really, I feel. Yeah. You never know. Do they call tuna fish tuna fish because of Neptune? Is it like Neptuna? Yeah. Is that fucked up? Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, uh but they dropped the nep part. Because in uh, in the 30s, obviously, mm-hmm. Nep was slang for weed. So, uh, uh, okay, yeah, they went just with the tuna. That's whenever big tuna came up, mm-hmm. and they were uh, they were really against uh, legalizing cannabis. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, big like tuna. The, th- the, th- the things you learn, right, right. Listening to this podcast, that's definitely is true. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah. So, like, anytime I hear people talk about nepo babies, it's like right. weed, babies weed babies. Is what it is. It's like crack babies. It's weed babies. Crack babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One arm's like a limb. It's like a, oh, a limb. Ah, either way, it's an arm mm-hmm. or a tree limb is what I was going for. It's like they're half right. Groot, basically. Half Groot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If your baby comes out of half Groot, your husband's mm-hmm. probably smoking the reefer. Yeah. That's how you know. You might be, <laughs> you might be a half Groot. <laughs> if your kid knows three words and is made of bark, <laughs> you might be a half Groot. So fucking stupid, oh I love us. <laughs> we got there real early today. You I know? feel like it, yeah. Getting to mm-hmm. stupid. I thought you meant maybe yeah. sync word. Is half group going to be our sync word today? Half group? Half we group. can do that. All right, half cool. group, yeah. Awesome. All right, so half group to sync on three. One, two, three. Half, half group. group. There we go. Excellent. That's good. Cool. All yes. right. Yes. Give me one second. Okay. I might start sneezing. I gotta write this down. Good thing I'm editing this one so I can cut this out. Brent would have left it all in, motherfucker. Leave it all in. I don't fucking dig that shit out of there. It's content, baby. Absolutely. All right. Here, I gotta do it again. Sorry. Okay. There he goes. Sniffing again. That's how you know it's working. I do have this real fear sometimes because I feel like I heard... I'm not really a hypochondriac. I hear this from people mm-hmm. sometimes whenever they... Uh, you know, something's going wrong and they're like, oh man, I have cancer. I've never been that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I look up, you know, symptoms. I match them to mine. I feel like I, I get it most of the time. But I feel like one time I heard a story about a woman who had like the sniffles for like years in a row and like could never get rid of them. And then she went to the doctor finally. And they were like, you're leaking brain fluid. That is like, it's like coming out of your <laughs> And I've, I've had this little fear ever since mm-hmm. then. They're like, I have a lot of allergies. This happens a lot. What if... This yeah. is actually, I, I've been trying to notice lately, do I feel dumber? Do I feel like my brain oh, is like leaking out of my head? Steven, <laughs> welcome to the fucking club, dude. Welcome to the club. Oh, yep. man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Steven. Uh, I know we have Barbarian to talk about uh, coming up, but I, I have seen recently three horror things oh. that I want to to mention. Yes. 
Uh, and they all have a, uh, they share a character in common. So, um, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, I watched All Hallows Eve from 2013. I've heard of that, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are you looking it up right now? I can't remember if I okay. If I tried that one last year. Okay. Uh, tell me about it. Maybe bring some memories yeah. up. Yeah. So, as 2013 came out a decade ago, right? Um, this movie is an anthology movie, uh, but it has a newer slasher character that appears oh. in it named art the clown okay i haven't seen it but i know it right right yeah okay uh so uh the the general like uh premise of it is that uh this uh, woman is babysitting these kids on halloween evening uh they had already gone trick-or-treating they came back they're going to like sit down eat their candy and watch uh some like tv or whatever one of the things they they see in their bag is a vhs tape Ooh. they put it in and you have all of these different um like creepy um short films or whatever that mm. they're watching okay. and we as the audience are watching along with them and art the clown is in uh maybe two of three or four of these these stories and uh man i gotta say like right away like before i saw any any uh movie with Artie clown in it i i think he's like a captivating visual force i'm with you yeah he looks so rad man i fucking love it he's got a great look um but yeah that's that's the anthology series it's uh not really anything related to later movies uh relating mm. to art the clown which would be terrifier and terrifier 2 uh, that's right uh, i just recently watched terrifier and terrifier 2 over this like weekend and uh uh terrifiers from 2016 uh terrifier 2 came out last year in 2022 mm -hmm. and um my friend ross i was talking to him and he said that he saw i think he just saw the first terrifier he did not like it yeah just i'm absolutely surprised he watched like all it. of these yeah i'm not sure about them yet for myself so the thing i like about slashers is that they nail the visual appeal of these characters so hard mm. that i just want to like uh i just want to see more of them like doing stuff you know there you go. right that's that's the draw for me it's kind of like superheroes and those those costumes mm. that are so well designed um but I, you know, I was curious. I, I thought All Hallows Eve was like mostly good. Um, you know, it's just kind of like a, a thing you can throw on, right. especially with any type of anthology. You can like watch, uh, you know, a, a story or two. You know, go to bed and then like get back to it the next day or whatever. Uh, Terrifier is like a whole ass movie in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. So a little bit different. But this, I guess, is a separate canon from All Hallows Eve. This is like the official like Art the Clown uh, mm -hmm. narrative. Right. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I like watched both of these movies in chunks over the last like three days. So I'm, I'm they're all kind of like one big soup right. of Art the Clown, you know, <laughs> but uh, overall I enjoyed Terrifier one. I think Terrifier two is fucking great. Like I fucking oh. really fell hard into it. Like, awesome. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's a very disgusting. Right. Canon. Uh, you had mentioned, I think. I, I can't remember if it was maybe we had Mitch on or something like that, but mm -hmm. I remember you saying that there's a uh, in the first Terrifier movie, there's an iconic, like very talked about murder mm -hmm. or a, a death in that I one. I was wondering. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what this is. And then you get to it. And you're like, nope, this is it. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> yep. I, I found it. Oh my God. Uh, okay. It sticks out. And then in Terrifier two, 
Terrifier 2, they really like up the ante Mm -hmm. Um, when they were shooting this movie. um, I think they were like maybe 50 percent, 75 percent of the way through shooting the film. And then the COVID-19 pandemic kicked in. So um, they had shot uh, one of the scenes originally and then it wasn't like turning out right. But like, you know, they were like on a schedule and you can only do what you could do. Right. But uh, the director uh, had mentioned that thanks to the pandemic, they were able to kind of workshop and, and redo oh, some of those special effects and everything. And he does the, he writes the, uh, the story, he directs the movie and he does a lot of these special effects. Oh, awesome. So it, that allowed him to work on some of those. And as I was watching terrifier two, I was seeing some of these deaths and I was like, God damn, this looks like fucking great. Sometimes uh-huh. the, the blood is a little too red, but you know, that's, that's kind of like a, a trope of horror movie or like slasher movies in general. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like a lot of the, like, corpses and shit that you see yeah look almost too good i'm like what it's pretty gr- uh, pretty gory and gruesome very much so yeah. yeah but like it's so fun in that way because it just with a slasher movie like this i can only like look at it as like oh somebody like crafted this you uh-huh, know it's right. like this is like you can almost it. see the the artist's hands in it like um these intestines don't look real enough. Right. What do we do? We need to draw some veins on them or something. Like, it's just, I, I was just so in awe of the work that went into it. And then um, there's a lead actress in the second movie. Her name is Lauren Lavera. And she's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I looked her up. She's a, I think, a, a stunt woman in Hollywood. And she was in like episode 10 of the first season of Iron Fist. As I, I don't know if she was like, had any speaking lines or whatever, oh, yeah, but gotcha. she's like an, uh, she's like got three different versions of martial arts under her belt. And, um, but she was great. Like she really is like a good actress and she looks great. Uh, it, and it like terrifier two toward the end of the movie kind of turns into a superhero movie in a way, but it's not like, that sounds kind of great. I fucking, I was here for <laughs> I mean, it. Steven. Yeah. You love super superheroes. So yeah, that sounds like right up your alley. It was rad. It was rad. There, there was like a couple of things that like kind of stood out where I was like, wait, what? What is this? Yeah. But also I just like I'm having a blast watching this fucking thing. So I just kind of went with it. But man, I, I really had fun watching the Terrifier movies. Have you seen either of these? I have not seen any of yeah, the All Hallows Eve. I once I, yeah. I recognized that one and I was mostly that it's Art the Clown that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't given him a shot yet. Uh, Terrifier 3, she is listed as Sienna Shaw coming back. Oh, I'm so excited. But uh, where did you watch these again? Uh, so Terrifier 2 here in the States was on Prime Video, and okay. I think Terrifier 1, where was that? I think I maybe watched it on Plex or okay. Tubi or something like that. Right, okay, gotcha. So they're around, uh, mm. other people can find them, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious about them. I've, I do like gory stuff, and there's a certain line, though, or like, but I'm kind of with you that this clown, one of those sort of iconic looks you know for uh mm-hmm. for a villain and it's obviously he has a little saying power he's made enough movies now but um they they weren't uh, on my own they weren't like my jam but the more about them and then from you i'm like oh now i'm really mm-hmm. curious like i can't i can't yeah. let just brent watch these and not watch now you know now <laughs> i gotta know so we can talk about it uh, well look you're so I'm, you're I'm reading curious. a comic without me having read it you know Sometimes we have to go off on our own little journeys. Yeah, we do have to go off on our own journey sometimes, but it's nice whenever you can connect on something. And this one, yeah. yeah, I'm curious about, but I haven't been curious enough on my own. But now I'm like really heightened for it. So uh, that sounds great, man. 
I read that because uh, I was I was like curious about the movies and the the director and like I was looking up all the stuff on Wikipedia and I, I came across this article on Art the Clown himself and I was just kind of reading through the history originally in uh, All Hallows Eve um, that was like the the first like uh, I guess like studio debut of Art the Clown mm. but before that there were a couple of uh, I think maybe like YouTube only like short okay. films that had Art the Clown right but um, until terrifier like the first terrifier movie in 2016 uh art the clown was played by a different actor who since retired so then they oh, found okay. this new guy and uh he's he's fucking great man um i'd love to give him a shout out i don't remember his name like david howard thornton i think david howard thornton yep there we go uh i was uh, curious who plays him yeah because has i thought it'd be the same guy but it, yeah there's like a certain certain look to it mm-hmm yeah, uh, he's he's great. Like, even though he's called Art the Clown, he's more like a mime. Um, mm. But like, he doesn't speak at all. Like you would think like if he's a, a scary clown, you kind of think Pennywise from it. But um, this is a whole different ball of wax. Like, I, I feel like I would run to Pennywise to save me from Art the Clown. Like, that's that's how brutal <laughs> it is. You know, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then another thing that kind of cracks me up when I'm watching these movies, and this isn't really like a spoiler. I just want to point this out. It's like Art the Clown, he has this bag that he like takes weapons out of. And sometimes he's just got like gross shit in there uh-huh. or whatever. Um, so like sometimes he'll like fuck people up with his hands. Sometimes he'll use like a hacksaw or whatever. But then like there are a couple of times where he just like has a gun. <laughs> and just the <laughs> idea of seeing a slasher with just like a revolver is like. I, mean, I guess. I guess so, yeah. You, you know? know? But yeah, maybe they're branching out a little bit more. I, I was, was looking on the Wikipedia for Art the Clown because I was trying to see who was portrayed by Mike Gianelli, David Howard Thornton's the new guy, but it says signature weapons, catanine tails, scalpel, hacksaw, cleaver, tommy gun, flamethrower. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a lot. And I now that I realize he has a bag with him, it makes a lot of sense. You got uh-huh. you to carry your accoutrement with you to your murder yeah. sites. So uh, good for him, man. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's like, varied. He's like Felix the cat. You know, he's got that bag. He's just like pulling all kinds mm-hmm. of shit out of there. So it's rad, though. I, I, I really had a blast with it. It's Garfield, very much like he pulls out a lasagna bag. You never know how you're going to die. Hates Mondays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always trying to ruin John's fun. Matter of fact, uh, there's a character named uh, Jonathan hey. in uh, Terrifier 2. So maybe there's a connection there. It's a Garfield diverse. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels like a throwback type of slasher uh-huh. movie. So if you ever get around to watching these, let's let's definitely talk about them because uh, it, this seems like a true, like modern slasher character that's made an impact. But it's like right. it's made an impact because of like word of mouth and whatnot. It seems Just very cool. organic that way. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. And I hope for Terrifier three that he finally gets his signature look, the hockey mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really up it's the game. Like- it's like a burlap sack. Yeah. It's like Jason's first costume. It's like, what? We went back to, okay. All they, right. they had a pretty iconic look with this clown outfit. Uh-huh. No, 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 plan. There's a plan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has a denim shirt on. Oh, so he's like Jay Leno. Okay, I guess, you know. Oh, my God. I actually think that Jay Leno could be a pretty crazy serial killer in a movie. So mm-hmm. that, would, that would be scary if you saw Jay Leno in your house. Uninvited is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, as long as you have a blowtorch, you can set his chin on fire and... No, no, no. Self. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He's his own worst enemy. 
You just have to trick him into it. <laughs> that was really sad, though. Sorry, Jay. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and one final thing on Terrifier 2. There is a mid-credits sequence. Okay. Uh, that's kind of lengthy. That's almost like, oh, we have like an entire-ass fucking scene that we tacked on toward the end of it. But it's uh, it's pretty gnarly, and uh, it, it makes me excited for Terrifier 3, which I only found out about this morning. So oh, awesome. I'm so yeah. excited for them to, uh, to make that. That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, it's. I feel like word of mouth, like you said, I feel I've heard about it through a few people online, through a few friends, but it was really like Terrifier 2 coming out that I was like, oh, yeah, there was a movie called Terrifier. Oh, I've seen this clown movie. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, look at the cover. It's like, oh, I've seen this guy around. That's interesting. So um, I'm, I'm not sure that I'll watch them now, but I would love to watch them this year for like Halloween era. Yeah. So we'll see closer to October, but um that's a blast man i'm glad that you had fun with them because uh they look like yeah like you said kind of a iconic modern you know i was said superhero <laughs> <laughs> slasher villain yeah L P A S.